Welcome to Health Break, your go-to podcast for health and wellness at Polk County Public Schools. We'll give you tips and strategies that you can use in your daily routine that helps promote a better, healthier you. We'll also tell you of all the amazing services offered to our PCPS staff through our healthcare programs. Let's take a journey to better health together. Hi, welcome back to the Health Break Podcast. I'm Erin, your wellness coordinator, and now I'm here with Ashley, our registered dietitian at the Polk County Schools Employee Health Center. Hi, Ashley. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. I just wanted to start off with a question about, like, a little bit about yourself. Can you tell us yeah. what you do at the health center? And Yeah, so I'm a registered dietitian um, as well as a diabetes care and education specialist. I've been a dietitian for 19 years now. Um, I've worked at the Polk County Public Schools Employee Health and Wellness Center for the past six years. Um, grew up in a small town in West Virginia. Graduated from Marshall University and moved to Florida around 11 years ago. Um, mostly came just for, you know, change of scenery, warmer weather, which I love. Um, as a dietitian, I really enjoy helping people to reach their health goals, be there to support them along the way, um, and as well as help them sort through, like, Fact versus fiction when it comes to nutrition, because we know okay. there's a lot of misinformation yeah. out there, especially with social media nowadays. Um, so providing them with like science-based nutrition advice versus opinion. And unfortunately, most of what we see on social media is opinion and not science-based. So yeah. helping them that. sort through that. Science-based. Yes. <laughs> so when talking about science-based, what does a healthy science-based diet look like? Yeah, so the Dietary Guidelines for Americans um, describes a healthy diet basically as one that um, meets adequate calorie needs, um, emphasizes a variety of fruits and vegetables, whole grains, uh, lean sources of protein, um, low-fat dairy, and healthy fats. And it limits saturated fats, um, added sugars, um, sodium, and alcohol. Okay. So when we talk about like lean proteins, mm -hmm. whole grains, can you describe some of those foods for us? Yeah. So lean proteins would be things like um, chicken breast, turkey breast, any fish and seafood with beef and pork, if it has loin or round in the name, that indicates a leaner cut. Okay. Um, and then there's plant sources of protein that are going to be lean, don't have the saturated fat in them. So like beans and soy, nuts, okay. seeds. Um, whole grains would be things like oatmeal's a whole grain, brown rice, wild rice. Uh, popcorn is actually a whole grain. People don't think of that as being a whole grain, mm. but that's one as well. Um, so, yeah, and the dietary guidelines, it, so a lot of people don't even know maybe those exist or what they are. Um, these guidelines come out every five years. So the most recent ones came out in 2020, so therefore 2020 through 2025. And basically these guidelines provide uh, science-based nutrition advice on what to eat and drink to meet nutrient needs, promote a healthy diet, and prevent chronic disease. So diets that align with these guidelines um, 
show a reduced risk of heart disease, diabetes, obesity, cancers, um, even fractures. So, oh wow, yeah. So you can see how like a lot of like fad diets don't align with those guidelines. Right. Um, some diets that do, though, that are out there are the DASH diet, the Mediterranean diet. And you see, like, the focus on those diets are on, like, fruits and vegetables right. and those whole grains and the lean protein. Okay. You also mentioned um, healthy fats. So what are some healthy fat oh, sources? Oh, yeah. So we mentioned the healthy fats, preferred, the saturated fats. Those are the ones we want to limit. So the healthy fats would be things like that are um, – monounsaturated fats, the saturated fats we want to limit. So the monounsaturated would be things like olive oil, uh, canola oil, nuts, seeds, avocados, the fat that's in like fatty fish, like salmon, tuna. Those are the healthy fats. Um, those saturated fats are found in, they're found in animal foods. So okay. like Meat and dairy foods have saturated fat, um, but that's why it's recommended to do leaner protein, lower fat dairy. So those choices would have less. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned limiting some of those saturated fats. Are there anything? Are there any other foods that we should like eliminate or or limit or eliminate in our diets? Yeah, so there's nothing we have to, like, 100% avoid completely unless, like, we have a food allergy, obviously. Okay. We want to avoid those right. foods. <laughs> or if we, like, a certain medical condition, maybe when, where we've been advised to um, eliminate a certain food, like, such as, you know, if someone has celiac disease, right. the only treatment for that is to eliminate gluten from their diet. So, obviously, they'd have to avoid foods that contain right. gluten. But for anybody else, we can pretty much fit all food into a healthy diet. But those things that we would want to limit would be the added sugar, the saturated fat, sodium, and alcohol. Okay. Um, and I can go through, too, like, just some recommendations for the added sugar. We talked about the saturated fats, but the added sugar, that's a big one. Um, so the dietary guidelines recommend that we limit added sugar to no more than 10% of our total calorie okay. intake. So actually less than 10% of our total calorie intake. So what does that mean? So <laughs> if someone um, is consuming 2,000 calories a day, that's limiting the added sugar to less than 200 of those okay. calories. Um, when we're looking at the grams, that's equivalent to 50 grams of added sugar. So on a 2,000 calorie diet, they would uh, they recommend limiting that added sugar to less than 50 grams okay. a day. Now, I can tell you this, American Heart Association recommends to go stricter with that. And they recommend women limit the added sugar to no more than 25 grams a okay. day and men no more than 36 grams. So what would that be like equivalent to? Yeah. So when we're looking at foods with added sugar, so this is added sugar, not like naturally occurring sugar that's in fruit and milk, okay. right? So added sugar that would be in like sugar-sweetened drinks, soda, sweet tea, um, desserts, cookies, cakes. Added sugars in a lot of other things, though. Cereals, breakfast bars, granola bars, flavored yogurts. Yeah. Spaghetti sauce. Yeah, I was going to say spaghetti sauce, ketchup. I mean, it's in so many things. Probably things you don't even think about have added sugar in them. Um, so really good idea is to check out the Nutrition Facts label. So the new label makes it really easy because it specifies added sugar in that food. Okay. 
So the old food label didn't do that. It just said sugar, and it was that included the added sugar as well as the um, naturally occurring. So there was no way to really know how right. much added sugar we were getting. So now with the new label, it specifies that. So it's very easy to look at that food product, take a look at things you purchase, see how much added sugar you're getting in your diet. If you're exceeding that recommendation, definitely work on ways that you can decrease that. Okay. Um, oh, and then the other <laughs> the other things, the saturated fats we touched on, the sodium. So recommendations to, for the sodium. Uh, dietary guidelines, once again, recommends limit sodium to less than 2,300 milligrams a day. American Heart Association recommends going stricter. They say ideal amount is no more than 1,500 milligrams. Okay. So we know, like, processed foods are really high in sodium, frozen meals, Mm -hmm. canned foods, dining out, right? It's extremely high. Um, So cutting back on those things. And then alcohol. So if you are of age and you do have any alcoholic beverages, the recommendation is that men limit alcohol intake to two drinks or less per day and women limit to one drink or less per day. And a drink is the equivalent of like a 12-ounce beer, a 5-ounce glass of wine, or an ounce and a half of liquor. So each one of those is considered one drink. Okay. Okay. So I have a lot of people that ask, is it better to have like five or six smaller meals throughout the day, or is it best to have three of those like larger main meals like breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Yeah. So I get this question a lot too um, and have gotten this a lot. Um, So unfortunately, there's not a one-size-fits-all strategy, right? So there are some people who um, eat those smaller, more frequent meals, and they enjoy that, and that works really well for them. Um, And then there's other people who don't have time in their day to do that or they don't care to eat that often. And then you have people with certain medical conditions who it's recommended they eat smaller, more frequent meals. Somebody who's had bariatric surgery, somebody who has um, gastroparesis, which is delayed gastric emptying, somebody who's maybe having hypoglycemic episodes. So those, you know, would be recommended to eat the smaller, more frequent. Okay. However, probably like yourself, I get this question oftentimes. It's mostly for people trying to lose weight. And they've right. heard like that helps to like speed up their metabolism if they eat smaller, more frequent meals. Um, unfortunately, though, you know, contrary to popular belief, um, research actually indicates that the number of meals that we consume has no impact on our metabolic rate. Um, So really it's personal preference or like I said, if you have a medical condition that would require that, what matters more than the number of meals would be the foods that we're eating. Okay. You know, so looking at the foods we're consuming, the quality of those foods, that's going to matter more than the actual number of meals. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. We're coming up to the holiday season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have any recommendations for our viewers of how to like stay on track during the holidays? Yeah, I mean, I would just suggest to enjoy yourself over the holidays. I don't recommend anybody being super, like, restrictive with their diet during that time. It's a time to, like, spend with family, maybe have foods you never get to have throughout the rest of the year. But, you know, trying to stay as active as we possibly can be during that time, maybe go out for walks with the family. Um, And, you know, include those healthy foods as well as those, like, treats that we like, right? Include the fruits and vegetables along with having, you know, maybe some of those desserts we don't get to have all you know the rest of the year i love that yeah if uh employees or staff or family members want to meet with you 
Yeah. How can they make an appointment? Do they need a referral? Yeah, so they actually don't need a referral. I mean, they can get a referral from their provider. Um, it could be an outside provider, a provider at the health center. Um, but I don't need a referral. I don't bill insurance. So I can see anybody. Um, just let me know the reason ahead of time, you know, so we can be prepared on what we're going to be talking about. Um, but I can see anybody that's covered under the plan. So it could be the employee, the spouse, or okay. even their children um, if they're covered as well. Okay, perfect. And what are some of the reasons that people come to see you? Um, I see a lot of people for diabetes, obviously. That's a big one. Um, Pre-diabetes, heart disease, um, improving cholesterol levels, high blood pressure. I've seen people for gastrointestinal disorders, um, people who have IBS or celiac disease. I've seen people with gestational diabetes. So um, people who want help with weight loss. So just such a wide variety, right. even just for children, just healthy nutrition. Um, you know, parents who want their kids to learn how to eat healthier, make better choices. So wide variety of things I could see people for. Awesome. So Ashley, last question. Yeah. Uh, what's one small change our viewers can make to their daily lives that will make a large impact on their overall health? Yeah. So this was like a little difficult for me because I feel like health goals are very individualized, right? Right. Like there could be one small thing I can do that can impact my health and that would be different than the one small thing you could do that could impact your health. However, one thing I thought about that people I think don't realize has such a huge impact on their overall health would be sleep. Um, and the role it plays in our emotional health as well as our physical health. So when we are well rested, we, um, you know, are more alert, um, we're, you know, helps our mood, it helps, it can help to even improve memory. However, when we're sleep deprived, it really takes a toll on our physical health. Um, some ways it does that is when we sleep, blood pressure is reduced. When we are lacking sleep, um, actually it increases your oh, average wow. daily blood pressure, which then puts you at a higher risk for cardiovascular disease, stroke. Wow. It also can affect the way our bodies react to insulin and lead to higher blood sugar levels. Okay. Yeah. So it can put you at a greater risk for developing type 2 diabetes. Um, It also affects our immune response to viruses and infections. So if we're ill, we might not recover as quickly if we're not getting adequate sleep. Interesting. And also it's a risk factor for obesity. So and the reason for that is is when we um, sleep, our body produces and regulates hormones. And when we are sleep deprived, it throws those hormones out of whack. And those, some of those hormones being are like hunger or appetite hormones, okay. right? So there's these two hormones. One is called leptin. And leptin is the hormone that would like signal to the brain that we're full, like okay. stop eating, right? And then the other one's called ghrelin. And ghrelin is like the hormones like that's the appetite stimulant. It stimulates your appetite. Okay. So usually like ghrelin levels would be high before you eat and then drop low after right. you eat. When we are sleep deprived, what they found is that your body produces more of the ghrelin and less of the leptin. So what that leads to is feeling excessively hungry, like your appetite's stimulated, you feel hungry, and then you end up overeating because there's not enough of that leptin to signal that we're full. Um, So it also, when we're sleep deprived, increases cravings for 
energy dense, high carbohydrate I've noticed foods. That. Yeah, I do too with myself. Anytime I'm sleep deprived, yeah. I, those are the foods I crave. So you know, those energy dense, meaning high calorie foods. So we're not I'm running looking towards, for sugar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're not running to get like veggies to snack on, right. you know, <laughs> or like sugar. Candy, cookies, um, even chips, things like that, those high-calorie foods. So, you know, over time, if someone's sleep-deprived and their hormones are out of whack like that, you know, can start to get increase in weight, lead to obesity. So some tips on how to get better sleep um, and improve upon this. The recommendation for most adults is that we get seven to nine hours of sleep a day. So if we're not getting that, some things you can think about doing are setting like a consistent sleep schedule, which means try to go to bed around the same time every night, try to wake up at the same time every day and doing that even on our days off. So okay. not just on our work days. So still waking up at like six o'clock in the morning on <laughs> yeah, Saturday. That's, that's what's recommended. <laughs> that's what's recommended. Um, and then trying to avoid like heavy meals before bed, okay. as well as, you know, alcohol late in the evening, caffeine as well. So I've read um, some suggestions that advise to stop caffeine, caffeine intake like five to six hours before oh wow yeah um avoid and or limit like napping throughout the day um it's recommended to do like some like relaxing activity an hour before bed like reading or light stretching yes reading um could be taking a bath meditation the stretching um And one of the biggest things is staying off of electronic devices um, one to two hours before bed. And that's, I feel like, a difficult one, one, even for myself. Um, And the reason for that is is that the blue light that's emitted from those devices actually decreases melatonin. Um, So melatonin is the hormone that helps you to relax Mm -hmm. and sleep. So obviously you might notice like you have a difficult time falling asleep yeah. when you're on those devices. So, but my suggestion would be, you know, if you are somebody that's having difficulty falling asleep, staying asleep, if you aren't meeting that seven to nine hours, you're feeling overly tired, obviously discuss this with your medical right. doctor. Um, they can give you, you know, further recommendations, maybe even send you to have a sleep study done to be further evaluated. But you see how, like, one thing like sleep impacts so much yeah, of the affects, rest of yeah. our health. And so it's something people don't often think about um, when I've talked to them. They yeah. don't even think that sleep plays this big as big of a role as it does. So. It's super important. Yeah. So. Well, thank you for your time, Ashley. I appreciate you coming and talking with us. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Did you know that you can get a free $50 gift card just by keeping up with your wellness? You can log on to your Blue Cross Blue Shield account, go to the Health Quotient, which is a five to 10 minute survey that just asks you about your daily habits, complete the Health Quotient, and complete an annual preventative screening like lab work or a cancer screening or an annual physical. Once that claim hits your account, Blue Cross Blue Shield will send you a $50 gift card right to your door. For more information, go to wellness.polkschoolsfl.com. Thanks for joining us today. Do you have a question about health benefits or wellness? Head to polkschoolsfl.com slash healthbreak to submit your question, and you may hear it answered in a future episode. Connect with us by subscribing on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and join the wellness community. See you next time on Health Break. Thank you.